0: Hey, this is Angela Estelle and you're listening to the Thousand Story Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Thousand Story Podcast. (laughs) We're your hosts Najee and Luis. And today (laughs) we have a very special guest person. Yes. we do. (laughs) (laughs) Angela Estelle. There's there's gonna be an uh, applause there. (laughs) You know, hi, welcome to the show. How you feeling?
0: I'm great. How are you two? <laughs> Thank you for having
2: me.
1: I, I'm you know, I have some technical difficulties. Oh, which man. Which won't be in the show. Yeah. We'll, we'll fix yeah. that. It'll, be, it'll sound good. It great. only but, set you know. us back an hour. It, it's, it's, not, just, it's not
2: bad. It's whatever.
1: <laughs> but, it's uh, functional. Yeah, so I, I would introduce you, and I can if you want me to, but if you want the opportunity to do it yourself, feel free. Yeah. Um, would you like me to introduce you? Because I'm, I'm more than ready. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sure, go ahead. Right all okay, right. Shit. So, Angela is trusting you,
1: <laughs> creative director slash illustrator slash damn. UI designer. Oh, damn. Sla- you know, <laughs> she's, she's doing it all. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. So, currently working with Maurice Moore, I believe still as a creative director, right? Oh, right. just finished a stint with uh, well, five months stint with Best Buy, uh, creating their UI experience for the uh, the website, like the entire website, what? which is fire. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, miscellaneous credits. Uh, let's see. I think were you were you involved with Slack at all, or was that like a goal?
0: Oh, that was a goal. That I was a sure goal. This
1: was all was like. <laughs> sorry, ignore that one. But future in the future, in the future though, <laughs> right? So yes. on the creative direction credits, besides Maurice, we also have Adidas. We have um, shit. Now you have to help me. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm to remember. You did a lot.
0: Um, I worked with Lil Debbie. I'm sorry, it's just, I worked with Maurice a lot. It's hard to like sift through them. No, I feel. Um, I did a little bit with Kari. Um. Who else did I work? I did a bit with Sin
3: Ooh. when she
0: started out, uh-huh. CYN. Um, I worked, a, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting <laughs> my clients. It's been so long. Um, Jermaine Fowler, if anyone knows the comedian.
1: There we go. Yeah. I, I, I don't, do not know him, I don't. but, but yeah. you work with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's on Comedy Central. I don't know if he still is, but when I worked with him, he was-
1: That's awesome.
2: Dude,
0: um, and then some like agencies and startups. You know, <laughs> <some> <laughs> boys. Oh, and Raman. Oh, yeah. Roman. Okay, oh,
1: so you work with him on the creative direction job? Yes. Wow. I did. What a resume. I not
2: know. What a resume. <laughs> I just
1: I do. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that you're incredibly connected for no fucking reason. Like, I know that we know these same people, and I'm just like, how we do you do. Know? Like, it's wild. We literally know everybody in the same circle. Like, it's, it's <laughs> such a tiny circle.
0: Yeah, I feel like every time I've met somebody who's done, like, something creative... Uh, under their own liberty, like you come up, and and I just don't. I'm like, oh, I know him too. How do we know him? <laughs> every time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Connecting the world. Connecting the world. <laughs> it's crazy because we actually met, uh, well, officially through Facebook uh at some point. I didn't remember what it was. Yes. Like, I know,
0: I don't either. It was like,
1: <laughs> how long ago was that? It was like a year, two years ago? That's crazy. I think it was
0: two years ago because I don't know. I just, <laughs> in, my Something is telling me it was two years ago.
1: Definitely, it, it felt like two years ago. That's it
0: so feels
2: wild. Like two years like years like ago. Long, I feel like nobody long long long. uses Facebook, and here you two are connecting. You know, on Facebook. That's how yeah,
0: wild. <laughs> I, I, I had deleted it, and I just made it to, so, to make sure I have a home for when I moved to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> and that was achieved. So I'm back. Oh, nice. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so, so you're in Toronto from, now. Yeah,
1: yeah. moved from Vancouver to Toronto. So you're based in Toronto now.
0: Yeah, well, I'll be based in Toronto on Tuesday. I'm still here
1: packing. <laughs> oh, Got yeah. you, got you. Got you. Yep. well so that's that's yeah. angela you wow. know that's that's where <laughs> she's coming that's from that's crazy That's um, so much on the on the design tip um or what kind of design are you do it like illustration and design um like what kind of stuff do you typically do like like just artwork or is it what what does that encompass for you
0: so i started off um doing traditional illustration and that just means i didn't use a computer to illustrate anything oh i use like A pencil, good old pencil, (laughs) eraser, the coffee marker, um, Pigma pens, and then after I think after I dropped out of like first year, I started to do a lot more. Like I would post my traditional work on Instagram, Mm. and then that gave me traction, and then I eventually moved into doing everything on photoshop and illustrator which then led me to just experimenting natural progression i got into doing like more graphic design stuff so like flyers ads um posters uh learning how to use a tablet and then eventually like i built up a portfolio and got into an agency that did a bit of everything like ads um micro sites Mm um got it yeah, and then here I am doing more website stuff. Wow!
1: wow. Yeah, so That's on the so website crazy. tip, you, so your your front end or front end and back end design as well.
0: I studied well when I studied computer science for a couple of years. I learned the whole thing, so I started off with back end, which was I did like Java, C plus plus, and eventually I learned a bit more front end on the job and through school, That's and great. you know. I enjoyed front end more because they are pixels on a screen,
3: which
0: (laughs) (laughs) the back end was a little, like, it was a little jarring and I couldn't see it. I couldn't see images. So I kind of just, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that was, that's now it's just kind of like, I understand the concepts and I can talk about it and read it, but I can't do anything with it.
1: Gotcha. Interesting. So it's been a journey. Yeah, It's been a design journey for you. So you're well versed.
2: I feel like, like creating a website and I don't think, I don't think people really understand how difficult It actually is to make it an easy, user-friendly experience. Oh,
0: it... Yeah. You got that right. (laughs) It's super
2: difficult.
1: Like, I know... It's It's like
2: oxymoronic almost, you know?
1: Like, it's crazy. I've spent countless hours just trying to yeah. design like trying to simplify a site is yeah. one of the most complex tasks yeah. you can ever that's, come that's about. always it's, the goal yes.
0: every like just in my experience of just websites and working with different people mm-hmm. the goal is to always simplify stuff but then you know you have like millions of just like information and they give you all these paragraphs and they want you to like cut it down so it looks <laughs> easy to read and it's user-friendly <coughs> but then it's like oh, how will they know about this in more detail? Like there's all this back and forth. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of time and a lot of data, research and like, you know teamwork, honestly. Oh, I would Team hope so. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> it makes the dream work. Cause like I know, yep. like from my own experience, uh um, yeah, I I barely know a little bit of front end and back end, but I know enough to like mm. function and make my side like design it and shape it. But Squarespace mm-hmm. is doing the majority of the is work. Amazing. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Squarespace <laughs> is like
2: when that came out, I was just like, oh my god. This is like godsend. You. <laughs> like,
0: even even for designers who like make their own webs, it's like I just stopped using Squarespace a month ago because I was like, I should show them what I can do right. and like spend time because like Squarespace was just like saving you time. Typically for yeah. designers, the like one of the hardest things to do for yourself is your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and I feel like in general that's the case because yeah. it's like oh now you gotta sit back and like really think about like what value you want to show to everyone and then that's crippling sometimes.
2: (laughs) And you gotta slightly gas yourself up too. Like Like, in the process. You just gotta like flex like a little bit. Yeah, like hey I'm
0: friendly. (laughs) Like (laughs) to me. Yeah, exactly. Oh my
1: gosh. So like it for like I said in my experience, making things simple is, is always this kind oh, yeah. of journey. Because, you know, the first draft of something is always just, like, the, the, the bare... Or just the, the raw idea. So, like, yeah. you get everything out, yeah. you're like, okay, this is how I want things, or, like, these are all the, the parts that I want to Main know, ideas. Have. Yeah, and all yeah. the main ideas. Um, and then it's a matter of, like, figuring out how to navigate that intuitively, you know, as a human. Yeah. And, but, like, mm-hmm. also simply. And, and the thing is, it's like, I feel like this really ties into how we kind of... And not necessarily consumed, but like how we, how the the websites kind of evolved over mm-hmm. time, and and how we've gone to like find artists that we appreciate, like, but mm. like an official artist website is is less of, it's not that it's not important, but like there's less attention put onto it mm. to the point where it's literally it's it's the most simple. Thing, yeah, possibly yeah. like before maybe like 10 years ago when, when you would like look at like Britney Spears official website like that shit happened <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. layers
0: like <laughs> 10 pages you know I mean? like two like, subnavs like a, <laughs> a whole. layer
1: but we're yeah. in this they this, had a chat for all her fans <laughs> 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 there was a blog there was a there's a newsletter there was yeah. a merch that I mean, a newsletter. That, like everything was, was there and, and those things still exist yeah but we're in nah. this one page era now yes. which is a, you know it's a cool thing nice. that but it because our attention spans are like <laughs> this yeah, this small. much. You know, we, we cannot tolerate scrolling more than no. five times. you know, it's we true. just like everything needs to be here. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, like how do you how do you just kind of navigate that? For for me, it's it's been interesting, kind of like I, I want I I love the art of making a well-designed website, but most people don't have time for that shit. (laughs) It takes a a long time. It really does. So, like, how do you go about making an elegant one-pager thing nowadays? Like, for you, what's kind of your process?
0: Well, okay, so I am probably, I would say, 60% done, like, my own portfolio without the use of Scorespace, which means, like, I had to. Wow. Yeah, I That's know. That's amazing. So yeah. Like, I did my job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for yourself.
0: Yeah, for myself. And it, you know, it started off with, like, the typical process where you're drawing mm. wireframes, like a template, you know, yeah. how you want to lay out the information, and then you kind of throw in some more visual cues on the internet, or not the internet, but on, like, Photoshop or Mm -hmm. uh, whatever program you use. I use Adobe XD, and then eventually you get into the code part. And my process, obviously starting off, when I I started off doing art and illustration, it's Mm -hmm. always been, like, just do it. And then as I go, I kind of, like, I carve it down until... I'm happy with it, but obviously, when you're making something consumer-facing, like a website or an app,
3: because
0: mm. um, like that experience is not usually when you're doing that. That experience is not for you. It's not for the maker. The experience right. is for someone else. Right. So you have to think about that person, what kind of person they are, what they like. Um, mm-hmm. If you have access to data, you can see like scrolling times, where their eyeballs are staying at, anything they've clicked on. That's you crazy. can track it. So that's like in a larger scale. Um, kind of way of doing it yeah. so that, that's how we do it like at my job um, but on usually on my own if I'm working with clients they either provide the data themselves mm-hmm. and they give me like their feedback or their key points um, and then we take that away and make recommendations yeah. um, based Good. on what they gave us cool. um, but for myself I like to do the whole like just <laughs> go right into it carve it out (laughs) until we're happy and then you know get some feedback from people I trust and people who are a lot more senior than I am in this game I feel like Mm -hmm. eye
2: tracking is really uh, super important for website yeah and it's like no obviously we don't have access to anything like that <laughs> as normal people i
0: don't i don't either yeah. i don't either i have to i get it through my job <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. i was saying, like i've literally never been able to use that too i wish no I, I mean that would be super dope like just to just to know just to give somebody your sight and be like where do your eyes naturally just fall
1: like first like for real like where, and it's see.
2: and it's everything it's like the colors the design where it's placed it's it's just yeah it's so important it's, it's super important yeah,
0: Yeah, I, I've never been able to use one myself. I'm sure the software is like Crazy. something you'd have to buy.
2: Yeah, it's probably mad expensive. It's, it's stupid. Yep. Expensive. Yeah. Cool. Knowing that it's so difficult to make an easy user experience, like how difficult is it? So say you were selling something on a website, right? I'm not talking about Amazon because they have just destroyed the game <laughs> in user-friendly experience. They've made it really easy to do a very complex thing. Yeah, how can i guess like artists like independent artists such as ourselves make it much easier to buy our shit to buy
1: (laughs) buy i don't
2: want to go there but yeah yeah yeah, basically
0: i've had this conversation with a couple artists um who wanted to start their own website to like sell merch and like provide show dates Mm -hmm. and whatever um the best I mean, just from my observation, because I've never actually made like a full on website for an artist, like an Mm e-commerce website. um, Look at what your fans want and like take note of what they ask of you and what they demand of you um, and give them that. Like I, at the end of the day, like you all know this, like you wanna make your fans happy.
3: Right, 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 and right.
0: like sometimes it might seem like you're selling out, but like there are sacrifices you gotta make if you wanna like make an extra buck. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when it comes to getting traffic for your website, let alone making conversions, aka like getting someone to buy something, yeah. you have to give them the things that make them happy. It's the same for mm-hmm. I think almost any company that sells something. You know, they have a brand and then they get feedback from their audience and then they take whatever has been asked of them, bring it back and then put on the site for people to buy if it aligns with their standards. So mm-hmm. listen to your fans, listen make them happy girls. and, but also like there are obviously so many ways to make sure you keep your integrity as an artist, like that's your own strategy, right. obviously you'd have to learn that on your own, but you already would know if your fans love the stuff that you have. and. They want they want to rep you. Yeah. So give them things, give them, like, stuff that they can do that with. That, that fi- yeah. Because I find, yeah, because I find just from hearsay that a lot of artists, when they get to the idea of creating, like, a website experience, um, it's really easy to overcomplicate it. Right. Because they just, like, oh, they just, it's just, like, a new platform and you kind of just want to give so much, yeah. but a lot of times you get lost in like the possibility that uh-huh. you forget like what is actually going to give you results
2: yeah right It's interesting because I feel like the less you give now because before like when we when we started the internet it was like here's everything like here's just like everything <laughs> I have <laughs> in, in one website don't ask me for anything else <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but for real but I feel like the less that you give
0: is it like a demand yeah thing? yeah like
2: like you can create your own demand by by giving them a little bit at a time Like, changing your website, like, every few months or so, you can give somebody a completely new perspective on you as an artist because you're providing them new information instead of giving them everything all
1: all, all up front. You know what I'm saying? I think a great example of where, you know, like, curating the demand, but also, like, you know paying attention to what the fans are kind of shaping the brand or something. It's like, you know, Cards Against Humanity? Yeah. So Cards Against Humanity, they are kind of geniuses of marketing. They're amazing. In the sense that, you know, they have their actual Cards Against Humanity game, right, which is a physical card game. Um, And then you can can buy that, you know, from the website, Cards Against Humanity or Mm -hmm. on Amazon or whatever the case may be. But the thing is that every like few months or so, they'll run just some crazy random ass like (laughs) campaign or just like (laughs) event so, so true. They had this one event um, where they literally were just digging a hole, like a physical hole <laughs> in the middle. Of, I can't even remember where it was, but they were like, just pay us money and we'll keep digging this hole as long as we can. And, and people literally were just paying thousands of dollars i think they raised like a hundred thousand yeah it was a lot of money. event (laughs) just because it was random as hell and that was the kind of stuff they pulled the next event which actually just recently happened was uh it was like on i think it was new year's eve it was either new year's eve or christmas they do it
2: like at the end of every
1: year i feel like where it's something super crazy super random but they basically started a a, a 99 percent off sale right (laughs) so they were literally selling, like, like $2,000, $20,000 items for 99% yeah. off. So, for example, they had, uh, they sold, you know, a TV, a car. Then they started getting some weird shit, like a snorkel and, like, a, like a butter churn. And then they sold a trip to Antarctica for, like, seven days, like, a whole package worth $18,000 for $180. Like... They they what? genuinely took some L's, like major L's. But it was it was genius in the way that one the site was designed because when you went to the Cards Against Humanity thing, it was I obviously redirected to this event page that they made. Mm. But then Everything was simplified in the sense that they were like, yo, 99% off. Or, you know, if you don't want to buy this thing, you can always buy the Cards Against Humanity, you know, new expansion pack. (laughs) And it was just like, yo, this is actually genius. So they were still losing a bunch of money, but they were also gaining it back with their own content which was just kind of smart. Like they they really know how to curate weird events and weird things and like kind of play into their own comedy. Yeah. I guess but my, my favorite one
2: was I just I had to look it up because it was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Um they had a hundred fifty thousand people pay them fifteen dollars each to build a giant catapult, a medieval catapult <laughs> Um, and they placed it <laughs> they placed it in Mexico so right. when the wall goes up they can shoot stuff no. at the wall that's what they do <laughs> so they, doing it's, they, they have, have, have a whole website it's it's cards against humanity
1: yeah. stops the wall.com it's amazing they are very smart in, yeah. in how they literally isolate like a specific purpose a specific thing and and it has nothing to do with the, their content itself. It's just no. their marketing and yeah. building out their brand in that way. But, like, it, it always leads back to what they want to give people. And what yeah. they want to give people is just laughs. They want yeah. to give people that kind of energy. And that's what people want from them. That's what they expect. I mean, yeah. Cards Against Humanity is a hilarious game, but they're also just a yeah. hilarious brand, brand yeah. in general. And that's really, really yeah. smart. That's super so cool. So it's like, like, I wish artists did more things like that, where it's like, obviously, not every artist, most artists can't take huge L's. Yeah, and <laughs> drop hundred thousand dollars on random shit. But you know, I feel like the more creative we can get with our just how we present ourselves and how we present our, our branding, content and our yeah. branding like that, that I think the more successful we'll go. You know, because most people like again, if if we this website existed. 10 years ago it would be the most confusing thing because they're yeah. like okay but how do i get to the cards <laughs> but like we're in a we're space now where this kind of shit makes sense it's just a singular event a one page time thing mm-hmm. like and it, it, it works it really really works um, uh-huh. but yeah i mean have you ever kind of designed anything like this where it's like or like like a kind of like a campaign type page
0: i really wish that's actually amazing i feel like maybe part of their brand is just you know, overindulging in the memeable, like virality aspect, because yeah. that's their—that's the game. Every yeah. like every card is like, dude, what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so, so like when they do cat like campaigns and stuff, like I think they want the same reaction, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's the brand. Every like their card game is so reactionary when you play it. Um, just genius. And they capitalize off of that. That's genius. <laughs> really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if if artists did that I feel like a lot a lot of um Cause you know, as artists, a lot of us feel like, oh, this crippling anxiety yeah. to like, mm-hmm. you know, make ourselves super happy, fit like our audience's needs and wants, and make sure like everyone loves what we give out. Uh-huh. However, it's also like for a brand like Cars Against Humanity, you can tell that they like give zero fucks because they lost so much money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like they, then they'll gain it back with the next event. Like, yeah. like again, they literally do they though because like a hole. Yeah, that's true. And people paid them money. To dig a hole. This one I feel like cost them a
2: lot of money because, like, not only did they build the catapult, but I'm pretty sure they also bought a plot of land yeah. where the,
1: where the <laughs> wall is supposed to be built. Yep. Just they bought to an stop acre it. of land yeah. just so they cannot build.
0: That's so iconic. It's incredible. It is absolutely amazing.
2: But you know what? It's crazy because, like, they are obviously a brand. I mean, it's Cards Against Humanity. It's not under a singular person, which I think, going back to your point, Angela, is it's a lot more difficult for an artist to put their name out like that. You know what I mean? And so, Say, you know, oh Luis Pontillo, Najee, Angela, we're buying this plot of land and building <laughs> a giant catapult.
1: It's definitely hard, for You them, know, you know, it's just oh, yeah.
2: then we're forever gonna be known as this oh, those people who bought that plot of land and built the giant catapult. <laughs> <You
0: know>? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the level of a rally, like it really depends on like how many we can reach. I'm sure like yeah. as a business, you can buy you, could, you buy eyes, you oh, buy yeah. your, your co- like, the people just checking out your content <laughs> as three individuals. Mm. I
2: don't
1: know how far we can get. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, not that, Probably not that far. But not that far. Oh, no, it's no. A good, Actually, I, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, so, like, organic versus, uh, you know, paid, paid marketing. You know, like, in your experience, how has that worked out for you? Like, how's that kind of balanced? Like, what have you kind of allocated towards... Mm paid marketing versus like how much reach you can just get organically like how's it worked out for you
0: um so coming from an agency background Mm -hmm. where like we had a different strategy for every project for every client versus Mm -hmm. like a big e-commerce company that's just like one entity um like i think you need to have a good balance and I feel—I mean, I've never done strategy myself, but from just, like, what I've observed, Hmm. when you buy eyes, um, you don't want it to be too obvious. And, like, at the end of the day, you want to make sure— Whenever you buy eyes, um, you want everything that you give out to be relevant. Mm -hmm. You're like, this is such (laughs) corporate talk, but you want it to be relevant and not targeted. Because, like, oftentimes you'll get served ads that have nothing to do with anything you've ever said in real life or checked on your phone. Like, Like, the other day I was getting ads for like joining an acting agency, but I've never in my life. D- like yeah. deliberated once on being an actor but so on like Instagram and Twitter I have to like report this ad or like submit it as like inappropriate like
3: I don't like this ad
0: <laughs>
3: but then i look stay, with this ad you know <laughs> yeah, this
1: acting ad makes is not me uncomfortable.
0: yeah but then you know there are other times where like I'll be speaking to my sister about like just casually like hey I wanna go eat a pizza pop and then I'll get pizza pop ads All this happens
3: oh,
1: yeah,
0: because P- yeah, it happens. And I'll get pizza pop ads through Instagram. What is a so- pizza pop? Oh, it's a Hot Pocket. Oh, it's oh, okay. <laughs> Canadian version. I don't know what? if you guys have that in America. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, is that Canadian? It I that's think very it is, Canadian. yeah. That's incredibly Canadian.
1: I was just like, I was thinking like, I was thinking, like, the pizza rolls, like, Tostitos. Dog, like... you don't want to know what I was thinking. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I was just thinking, like, uh, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> like where are you going?
2: <laughs> no, like, you know the Pop rockets? Yeah, P- Wait. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Like the you you went a different direction. Yeah, I oh, thought God. it was like oh, I God. thought it was like ice, ice pizza. Don't even. I don't <laughs> know, I'm not even like. I, like I don't even a know. Pizza popsicle. You, you went too hard. Like a pizza no,
0: pizza popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's the same as a hot pocket. It's just like in the shape of like a hat, like a half circle, Ooh. like a half yeah, spin. like
2: an empanada like, like an
0: empanada exactly. But like a pizza.
2: Or like a actually it's a calzone, pizza like of it. a mini calzone. Got it. Yeah. I
0: understand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <But>
2: anyway,
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. So 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 point is um if you are going to do paid marketing or paid search, you want it to be relevant. Otherwise like people who run into your ad or like your campaign. Right. They're probably going to, like, hate you. They're going to report you like I do. <laughs> saying this is not... And it's just, like, bad numbers on your end. So you want to be smart about it. And you can... What's cool is, like, when you do stuff like um, paid marketing, you can also do testing. You can mm-hmm. test with, like, a certain group of people. Maybe you right. only want to... Um, buy eyes from like your niche audience Mm -hmm. or you want to expand and see if people who are similar who have like they're called lookalike behaviors Mm. people who have similar traits if you want to expand in those zones Mm -hmm. um, if they're going to be interested in what you have and then you can look at the data from there and you can apply that data to anything like it's pretty powerful you can apply it to like the next time you do a series of ads or campaigns you can use Mm -hmm. that for creating a website and like determining how the experience is or how your brand is going to speak on any platform. Yeah, so you want to be really mindful about how, how much marketing yeah. you pay for and what type of marketing you pay for. It's really Because w- otherwise, it could just be weird spam. Like, yeah. you know, you get, do you ever get like weird random YouTubers like oh, yeah. t- like targeting you? You've never heard All of this person time. ever.
3: Yeah. Times. It's <laughs>
0: embarrassing <laughs> like, I mean, like, for them, I, honestly. Like, it yeah, really is. Like, I don't want to see you on my yeah. feed. <laughs> and I
2: just want to check out your brand even less. Exactly. Like, at this point it, in it, time. It,
0: it creates a bit of friction, and you don't even know like anything about this person. They kind of force you to stop right there, yeah. and you don't even want to engage oh, anymore. Yeah. And then you report them. Yes, you do.
2: <laughs> yes, you do. It's really crazy how like how surgical you can get now with the internet for um, who you're targeting. Like it's yeah. it's really wild because before it used to just be like just just put it on a wall like someone will see it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you can now you can get into like really little nuances like age, um, location, like if they use this credit card or if they Hmm. shop here this many times a week. Because, like, there is data that That shows how often one shops at, like, you know. Fashionova.
1: Nova. I right? feel you. No, even... Th- I was looking at my... Uh, I was, like, Twitter analytics the other day. So, like, if you go to analytics.twitter.com, yeah. right, they have mm-hmm. the whole dashboard oh, of just yeah. a bunch of analytics. And apparently... My audience is 99% comprised of dog lovers. You know, they really? all love dogs. Uh, That's you know, correct. You know, Man. they all love 1%. Yeah. Uh, they have a, a median income of 75K to 100K, apparently. That's I good. i like, That's wow. Cool. All right, that means balling. they can
0: afford your merch. Exactly. Yeah. That's what that means you know, they it can really afford does. the merch.
1: Um, they all have like half of them have iPhones half of them have or no more, most of them have iPhones oh interesting um, and then mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's like they're really really Mac yeah, yeah. heavy seems it's like they're not
2: really Android lovers Duh, but hey it hey. was pretty neck and neck was like, it really though it really was it really was you can't be mad at the process
1: iPhones a lot more it was definitely they were they were feeling the iPhone though, Angela like. this is
2: a struggle that we deal with in this house <laughs> We have t-
1: I know I was like are we about to get into this right yeah. now <laughs> Because I love that you're a Mac user, because I'm also a
2: Mac user. I'm a
1: Mac user, just not on my phone. Yeah, uh, or everywhere not, else in life, except for anywhere else, house. But, like, <laughs> it has its purpose. I am partial to Android. I've yeah, been yeah. an Android boy for life. Me, on the other hand,
2: I got, like, a watch. I got an I, iPad. I got a MacBook. Yeah,
0: Dude, me too. Like I got Apple the whole show. thing.
1: I, I just need <laughs> yeah. the iMac. That's it.
0: Yeah, I am the whole, like, family product for Apple.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. But yeah, no, you mean... Twitter and like, like you can find out so yeah. much information about your audience. Instagram, your audience. Instagram has that too. Instagram, if you're, if you're has a business, too. yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, it's which funny. Is Interestingly enough, so we were talking about branding and yeah. and just kind of like you know smart branding yeah. and obviously paid marketing yeah. has its own purpose and organic reach mm-hmm. is sure. a whole other realm. But like in the corporate realm, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, in the corporate realm, I feel like it's really hard to do something organic. But they, mm-hmm. it, there's this really again, it's an interesting time mm-hmm. where because. Because we have shorter attention spans and we want to connect with a more human element, now, like, corporate branches or, or brands are kind of incorporating human uh, personas for their own, like, social media accounts, for example. So you'll have, like, Burger King and Wendy's and, and Arby's mm-hmm. all taking on, like, sassy yeah. internet personas, yeah. you know? because and, and that is used as their marketing, which is, again, yeah. really, really smart. just kind of plays into, like, how... It's a user experience in and of itself. Yeah. Because it's directly connecting with people. They're talking to people. They're showing people, you know, it's brand awareness. It's it's literally making people aware of who they are, how they are, and how connected they can be to, you know, the audience that they're interested in. Yeah. And it's a really smart way of targeting who they want to buy their product. You know, Mm -hmm. they're literally just communicating directly with their fan base, Mm -hmm. which I can't say has ever happened you know, until recent, like in the last ten, fifteen years or so, um, you know, because the internet is definitely a thing now, yeah. more so than it ever was before. But mm-hmm. you know, like previously, we were kind of in that mass marketing era where it wasn't really about the the product or anything like that. It was just about trying to get your get face, you know, out. TV and, yeah. and billboards yeah. and, and newspapers in many places as you can, and not really identifying. Like niche markets were really a thing. No. It was just like. <laughs> it was just everybody everybody what's a million a, dollar budget yeah. you know like Super Bowl like <laughs> yeah. prime time spots I and mean, you know granted these all still have merit and they still have purpose you know yeah. obviously Super Bowl is the most they're, expensive they're commercial spot I skill. will
2: say though you know it's interesting I was thinking about this while you are talking about the Super Bowl the best Super Bowl bowl blah, 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 bowl <laughs> ad that I have ever seen was in like it was like early 2010s we're hmm. about to be in 2020 yeah, next year yeah wow. oh my gosh yeah. So this this decade, right, in this decade, yeah, the best ad that I saw was the Oreo ad when um, do you, I don't know if you ever follow football, but I had to when I was in college just because (laughs) Super Bowl ads, (laughs) right? That's, I was doing advertising. And they, um, all the power went out in the Super Bowl. Yep. And Oreo came out in like a minute. I don't know how they put this through, but on Twitter they shared a, a photo that it was like now you can dunk in the dark and it was just a glass of milk and an oreo and it was like a dark oreo simple. and just it was super simple and it cost them nothing and every and here's doritos paying like billions of dollars and it was the best ad in the entire like I, it, it was, was amazing it was so smart it was so, smart. so simple it was so smart. shareable yeah clickable timely relatable oh. Oh.
1: It was he just like everybody really was on done. Twitter
2: being like, oh, shit, the Super Bowl's, like, <laughs> <You know? laughs> done right now. And then here here they come just being like, here we go.
1: You can dunk it yeah. up.
0: That's <laughs> really smart. It was <laughs>
1: super smart. really smart. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like we should definitely take a, like, a, you know, a page out of their playbook. Yeah. For, for like, you know, just, like, who are the teams behind, like, just these kinds of uh, campaigns? Like, I feel like the minds behind... Yeah things that, like like the, whoever runs these campaigns yeah. like they they are killing it like i really wish that artists would take note of yeah. other industries like that like know, if you think like, about
2: it they had someone who was like oh shit the power's out and then they had to have somebody design the thing mm-hmm. and then they had to run it like up the chain and be like get get that approved in like less than like five <laughs> minutes like that's <laughs> that doesn't happen it in doesn't corporate happen america ever it's crazy so you had somebody- i'm
0: wondering if that was done by somebody who's like Kind of more senior it, to yeah. get it up quickly. But... Yeah, because that's genius. That's super relevant. That's on time and that's fast. So, and it costed them like what? Nothing? Nothing.
2: Nothing. And if you even Nothing. look up the image, like the Dunkin' Dark image, it's literally the simplest image like ever. It's just an it's Oreo so and a simple. black background. With and gradients. Like, yeah, you know, a we'll, gradient. We'll it's so simple.
0: Wow, that's what? It, this is what it looked
1: like? Yeah, that, that was it. it.
0: That's so smart. That's just like a like a Oreo, a backdrop, and like Adobe, like
1: Premiere <laughs> Pro. This is <laughs> okay. like literally nothing. And that's how we consume yeah. stuff nowadays. Yeah. Like that, in and of itself, that's yeah. a testament to how powerful, like, and, and where we're at. Just like how we consume. You know, we just literally need a picture of an Oreo, <laughs> and it, you know, that's all you and need. And relevancy. Relevancy yeah. is Cause, obviously because <laughs> content
2: without. Yeah, context. Context is, you know, is useless. It's, it's useless. just noise.
1: It's so, true. I, That's facts. It's very very factual. Yeah. But I, 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 it's just, I, I the the takeaway from all this for anybody listening is just like, pay attention to where we're at. Know that we're in a very very quick consumable space. You know, like, make things simple, and your life will be simple. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. True. I,
0: it's absolutely. Because of that, and there, there's just been so much saturation in everything in the online world mm. in like the last several years. Um, I am starting to see now that when it comes to like products or marketing, you don't, you know, you could see like people paying for TV spots. They're not as important right. as they used to be. Yeah. They're not as like urgent. Um, and if you work at an agency, uh, especially if it's like a more digital media agency, mm-hmm. More people want online eyes Mm -hmm. or eyes from, like, someone's phone rather than paying for, like, a million-dollar TV spot. Because not a lot of people are watching their TVs, not as much as they used to. Um, And also these days, like, marketing is changing. Like, now people want, like, value rather than, like, what's gorgeous and pretty and, like, the dream that a company is trying to sell you. They want, like, value they want to know that they can trust in your product because there's everything is moving so fast. Mm-hmm. They want to make a decision right away and they want like instant gratification in the form of value. They want their lives to be improved rather than like, oh, this is beautiful and then I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah,
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel <laughs> That's you. That's the worst. I feel I you. Definitely. So yeah. question for you, just to, to, to kind of cover all the, the topics here. Um, yeah. In your experience, you know, as far as your brand goes, you know, as a, a professional person of color in the creative tech industry, you know, how have you kind of built up your own brand and your own I, I, resume, so to speak? But also your own, like, kind of. When I say brand, I mean there's there's kind of two different aspects to a brand that mm. I consider. Um, there's the the public-facing brand, like there's the public brand, right? So, for example, Beyonce, she's the diva, she's queen, right? Right. But mm-hmm. then there's also the clientele Hustler. brand, you know, the people that she works with. You know, what does she work or how does she interact with other people Mrs. that Carter. she works with? You know, like her clients and and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And you know. I don't think a lot... It takes a while to figure out that those really exist, like those two sides of yeah. a brand exist, and d- develop them both separately. But how have you developed your own brands in that case? You know, as a, you know, a creative slash blah, 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 slash, slash, slash. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So... I definitely still feel like I'm, like, working on it. It's, like, an ever-evolving thing. And I have moments where, like, I'll be working on my portfolio and I'm, like, oh, my God, who am I? <laughs> um, but if I really step back and, like, you know, I just approached like, this idea of my personal brand with, like, authenticity, I know people know me as that super online girl who just, like, <laughs> seems to know a lot of creative people. Because um, I feel like every time I meet someone new, like, the world gets smaller I don't know how like I've I've been very online like I started Tumblr in like 07 and it kind of just went from there yeah everything kind of like built upon there yeah that that was me (laughs) and I still have all of those relationships I built on Tumblr like right now that's awesome Um, yeah so when I got to like traveling after high school just like to different states or like different provinces in Canada I always had a couch to crash on because of like friends online and then through them like i met a lot more people and then i became more online because i dropped out of college and i needed to share my work so a lot of people know me as like the connected social media girl and like (laughs) i used to have a lot of my work um on my social media Mm -hmm. and then i started to feel a bit of pressure like i don't want this to be my portfolio right um So then now it's just like on my Instagram, it's like just my face. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, I want to limit it. I want to limit it. You can go on my Twitter and kind of see, you know, what runs through my head. And I think a lot of people can tell maybe upon like the first couple scrolls that like (laughs) cuss a lot i'm kind of reckless but also i'm i'm super friendly and i just i'm connected to a lot of people and what usually happens if you if you've ever come to me as an artist or just somebody asking if i knew somebody else or that could help you with a project and i you know i didn't have the skills i was almost always able to connect someone else mm-hmm. with somebody else you could do the thing you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um that i'm that's something i'm really good at a lot of yeah a lot of people approach me to find somebody who could help them with a thing whether it be lettering or setting up an e-com shop or you know proofreading an article that they wrote right. i i don't i don't know how i just have <laughs> all these people in my roster but i guess at the end of the day like Relation, like building relationships with these people online or in person have helped me get so far. Mm. Like, I don't think I'd be able to say I am, like, I'm a salaried designer without a college education um, if I hadn't built great relationships. Yeah. Wow. You know?
1: well, like, well done. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, that's well, incredible. Claps. There'll be claps in there. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I, I feel like once you kind of get into it, if you want to work in an office job yeah. or you're in the mix, like making music and you start to meet more people at the end of the day, the people who like, you know, bend their backs for you, go out the way for you and make things happen for you Mm. are the ones you have like a solid relationship with. So super important. You don't even see, you don't even need to have a formal education. I was just about to say, (laughs) like, because
2: it seems like in the tech industry, like they don't really discriminate against formal education. You know what I mean? I feel like, um, do they?
0: it it really depends like i like companies like google they just announced that they you don't need to have a degree to work at the company anymore hmm. but you know given that each company also has like a legacy interview process so just because uh, they yeah. say like you don't need to have a degree to work here however you need to still go through this interview process that has been in place for the last several years during the time where we required our <laughs> applicants to have degrees. So it's really <laughs> weird. Like it, re- it really depends. Um, and I think the best way to figure out if a company is willing to like work with you, whether or not you have a degree and they're open to people without formal mm-hmm. education, <laughs> it's like you have you read all their job descriptions and see what they're looking for. Cool. If they explicitly don't say that you need a degree, go for it, (laughs) go for it with the confidence of a white man.
1: (laughs) Speaking of which, like like, where, what is the kind of the the spread, the demographic spread in the tech industry for you? Like people of color, is is it like a prevalent thing in the tech industry or is it just like this tiny bubble that we're all kind of? Uh, That's a
0: good question because I kind of got into tech because I was uplifted by a lot of, like, you know, women of color. Mm. Um, So it's like I never began working around a lot of white people to begin with. Like, they weren't the ones uplifting me. It was, like, brown women Mm. who were really uplifting Mm -hmm. me, helping me, you know, get that job, get the internship. Um, But now that I've been in it for, like, a couple years, it's definitely still dominated by... The white men, <laughs> um, because because now you can slowly see that a lot of companies are trying to do diversity and inclusion right. initiatives. But like you know, if it hasn't helped the the underrepresented minorities in their company, then it's their what they're doing is not working. Right. Um, in a previous job, I've had a, I have like workplace trauma because everyone, all of my superiors and my coworkers were all super white, and, you know, the, the only, the only um, women of color in the office were um, the office admin, the HR, and like one project manager, which is super typical. You know, right, like the yeah. organized, compassionate, a, like Asian woman will, will, be, will be the project manager. Like, okay, and then, you know, there's me, and I was lucky enough to be in a spot that has always been kind of fulfilled by a dude, because yeah. my manager at the time, she is a brown woman herself, and she's like, we need, like...
1: We need more brown women. Yeah.
0: yeah, we needed to dilute the milk a bit. We um, <laughs> used to mix and, the milk with cocoa pumps And right now, like, I'm still... It's weird cause I'm still trying to find... Um, I'm trying to still understand how to navigate through this because... Mm. I, a lot of the people I am surrounded by and I choose to associate with, they are all, like, women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all URMs. But then, like, in the physical world, the people I work with, yes, there are people of color, but there is still not enough. It's mostly white people. Um, all of my leadership, except for, like, my one manager, has been usually a white man. Um And you know, uh, once you kind of move into, well for me, once I started to move towards a company that um, began to prioritize like diversity and inclusion, Mm. there's like all these things you realize that you don't, you didn't know that you were conditioned for. Mm. Before, Because, you know, like, oh, like, I never feel like I'm good enough. I felt like I had imposter syndrome. I feel like what I say (laughs) is not valued. But then it's because, like, I came from an environment where I was conditioned to believe that, like, oh, they're not going to take me seriously because I am a young brown
2: girl. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. And, like, even more so, like, if you look at, like, um, the wage gap between genders and people of color, it is definitely a thing. When Mm -hmm. I, I was studying computer science for a couple of years and i was able to look at their statistics in the past four years showing like how many types of people graduated um and in which uh through which major and since 2010 at my university it i think the number was for women who finished a bachelor's in computer science which is what i took um the number was under 10 percent wow and In the Uh classrooms, I totally felt that there was like, at like no more than five girls at most in my classrooms,
2: and it's even yeah. Why do you think that is though?
0: Um I think a lot of it has to do with you know early conditioning of just like that engineering being right. a man's job right. even though it began from a woman the first computer programmer ever is a woman um, <laughs> I think her name was Ada I think her name was Ada Lovelace I, think I forgot I'm what, familiar, I'm familiar yeah. with this yes Yeah she is the very first computer programmer so it's it's weird and then over time obviously like men had the, they they (laughs) (laughs) dominated. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and on top of that, like, you know, people, people getting discouraged when they see like just a group, like a flock of dudes, like a flock of bromies and you're like, okay, that's definitely not a me thing. Um, so just like visibility, you don't get any visibility. Like I, the only reason why I got into coding Mm. was because my best friend, um, who is Filipino um, and is gay, mm-hmm. shout out to Florida. <laughs> um, I, I was making fun of them. Just, I, I don't know, I, for, it was a stupid thing. And then they asked me to come with them cause they were teaching a workshop on JavaScript. And I was like, dude, I didn't know I could make pixels on the screen move using this. Like, I could use this at my work. And then I like, that's how I got into it. And then, you know, got into computer science for a couple years and here I am joining that space and I see it all. (laughs) Definitely dominated by the white dudes still. There's still a lot of issues um, that like really harm women and women of color and the gay community. Um, But I think now you can slowly see that companies are trying to change that because people are like, we don't want your product or we don't want to work with you right. unless you become more inclusive.
1: Interesting. Yeah, well, so cool. for you, I, I guess, bringing it back to the, the your own brand, right. you know, is, is that kind of part of your own brand? Like that inclusiveness, who you decide to work mm. with or like who you decide to yeah. network?
0: Absolutely. So I'm moving to Toronto on Tuesday and I have no job. And <laughs> I like to think it's because a lot of companies are restarting their fiscal year. So they're just like getting their... They're getting their money (laughs)
1: in order for sure, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Doing (laughs) that initial (laughs) (laughs)
0: headcount. But on top of that, um, I'm also, I I guess after two and a half years of just like being professionally in the design game, like a salaried design role, um, I want to make sure that because I've experienced like workplace trauma um, and like a pay gap because of like my gender Mm -hmm. or how I look, um, I want to be somewhere where like, I can commit to and be happy especially if I'll be in a new environment yeah. I don't want to have to deal with things all, all alone ever again yeah. if I don't see any representation on like your social media on your company site um, or even in like your body paragraphs describing what kind of company right. you are I don't want anything to do with it because I know it's going to damage me and I know they're going to downplay me when I ask for how much money I want
1: interesting I um, that mean that's yeah, facts so, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's huge. So I wanted I want to make sure this company is inclusive of URMs. Like they have people of color, they have people who look like me. They have they're accepting of gay people. They even have initiatives, um, yeah. stuff like that. It's really I important. Think- Otherwise, I I won't feel like. I-, I want a place to feel like it's like a second home so I can actually do work and like enjoy it and not wake up dreading like oh here I go to a company that's just like all straight white men hmm. yeah. and I have to like listen to their orders you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel you like literally <laughs> taking orders yeah. from the white man oh my god like, I, I get it that would be incredible I mean that's why I work solo you know that's why I'm a musician right. because I don't have to take shit from anyone not because of white exactly. people Exactly <laughs> I, <only, laughs> I, I only make music because I, I don't Want to be under white oh, no, Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> no, but I feel you, and, and I'm really glad that you know you're able um, to recognize that and like kind of stick up for your own yeah. just needs and preferences yeah. in the workspace and in any you know space in general. That's mm-hmm. and it takes a lot. I guess you you kind of have to build up that credibility to be able to even like successfully pull that to off, say that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I, I'm, it's I'm glad you were able to.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with. Um, just making, meeting more people who are, like, part of the URM community. Like, just in, I've, I've never had a transgender friend until, like, last year. Wait, so what does URM have, mean? Wait, wait, wait,
1: I'm not with the
0: oh, sorry, it means underrepresented minorities. God. So basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know who that is. <laughs> um, gay people, people of color, women, non-white okay, okay. women, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah I didn't really have any, like, transgender friends until last year and then now I have so many and a lot of them are super responsible for all the things we use online mm. um, and I didn't have any I didn't even know what non-binary was until like a couple years ago and even then I still had to look it up and then now I have so many friends and like I, I've i learned to use the they them pronoun right, right, right. there's just so many things and now I feel like I, it's it's my I have to like help propel that because I am friends with these people now and I want them to be safe otherwise yeah. like you know yeah. it it corners them and we all know like the violence against um the lgbt community is like really bad especially if you are trans right. um and more so yeah. if you have like high visibility as a transgender or just Very gay true. person in general
1: yeah, yeah. It's-
0: so a lot of it is just like i want to protect my friends
1: no <laughs> my finger, but i yeah. mean that that goes to show you it's like i i know in my own experience you know just being an ally i have personally had to go through not not any sort of like metamorphosis like I've always been tolerant and accepting of anybody but for Mm -hmm. me just the whole concept of non-binary just genderism and, and transgenderism has been a, a mental shift. It's, it's been a challenge because it's like oh, yeah. you're, you're so used to how things work, right? Yeah. Not because you don't want it to no. change. You're just like, you're just literally been used to the same yeah. thing for. It's just ingrained in, so, in you. Like, you know, yeah. just the concept of being able to switch your gender or, you know, not switch or actually identify as what you prefer, right? Mm-hmm. That in and of itself is a great thing. And it, it's going to take us a while to kind of get to the point where that's just normal. Where it's true. Like, I personally, want it to be <laughs> at the point where it's just like I genuinely want everybody to be at the point where it's like they genuinely don't give a fuck whatever you identify as yes and fu- like yeah. that would be so nice yeah. like if you're they he she z you know, whatever the case be. I I fucks with you if I fucks with you that's yeah, all I, that's care, really about. All I <laughs> care about that's really yeah. all I care you know
0: what I mean? like, <laughs> it could be so simple it could be so simple it be There, so it, 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 you don't need to have a huge discussion about it it's just like oh you're they them cool cool yeah. next topic you know <laughs>
1: Yeah. keep it moving but apparently yeah. you know, that's it, it, it takes a lot of I guess it takes knowing people it takes understanding mm. like just being empathetic I guess in that sense because it's a lot easier to become empathetic once you actually get involved with people who are mm-hmm. or trans or anything. you know actually you know if you befriend black people, if you befriend right. women, you can start to kind of glean what these issues are because they can tell you you can actually relay that information successfully. So you know I'm glad that you're at least you're in the industry to then begin the process of like moving people into a new era of like, okay, we exist. We're here to this stay. is this is <laughs> what our issues are. This is how we address them. And you can simply yeah. you know we can yeah. squash with this if you just become friends or things like that. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't have yeah. to be a big deal. Doesn't have to be a big deal. But I'm glad you're there to just kind of coax people through the process and just start the conversation True. and start the 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 change, you know, having more women of color, having more just inclusiveness in, in the, the in, workplace, in, in, in the in space. America. In it's really, yeah. really nice. Um, (laughs) props to you for you know sticking through (laughs) it because that shit is tough like the the create the tech industry specifically is oh yeah like
0: dude the music industry too it's tough like even just doing cover art for somebody i already like the way someone it depends on who you speak to but when i would do cover art for a lot of artists Mm. and like anyone they would connect me to like the language already is just like oh they may or may not take me seriously Mm. because i am a girl doing cover art Mm. or they will think that i will just take them up on their bullshit offer for a lowball because i'm a girl and they think i really need this gig when i don't you know you can see it they're really like like music i feel like tech uh the, the service industry like just from personal experience like there,
1: there's there are problems. There are problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so really you, big problems. That's a great, that's actually it. a great segue into. It. I had I had three <laughs> questions <laughs> that you actually just hit you on just perfectly. Just touched on all of them. Just oh, cool. okay. one great. Okay, <laughs> one so, sentence. Okay. It was beautiful. So first, how far do you think your hello goes? Like, you know, as far as just reaching out for somebody, uh, you know, for a project or somebody reaching out to you, even like, mm. how far do you think you like? How much pull do you think you have as the person you are? You know, considering. Everything that you've done, but also considering that you're a woman of color, like, do you feel like it's it's more or less the same as everybody else, or if it's more difficult because you're a woman of color?
0: Um, so it really depends on the context. So, just primarily having worked in both tech and music, hmm. I like I think of those as like separate things because the process is so different yeah. and the amount of people is just so different um, to get something done. When when I work in music, so I'd usually cover art if I'm doing like a video treatment or like a creative direction deck or I'm doing casting. I'm I actually can't think of a time where another female or a non man was involved, except for when I cast women for R
3: and B videos.
0: <laughs> yeah. So and, you know, it's cool but at the same time it's like, wait, no one here gets me. And no one, like a lot of, like, I, I'm super lucky to have worked with so many people who've taken me seriously right. and, um, you know, they let me take the lead and they trust me, but there have definitely been so many instances where they're like, oh, you know, um, they're gonna, um, they wanna lowball me because right. mm-hmm. they think I really need this gig and they don't take me as seriously or they wanna hand off a project to another dude because he has more like internet clout, but, you know, this person is actually, like, super, like, like, like an online bully. Because, like, the community of online, like, designers who work in music, it's really small. Mm. A lot of us talk to each other right. um, from all different scales, from, like, more, like, smaller reach artists to, like, people who've won, like, platinum records. A lot of us talk, and we keep in touch. And if there's tea, we spill no, it. <laughs> we don't, we don't we want to work with it, assholes. The tea. The yeah. Tea and... And, you know, when I when I work, I've worked with um, a few super great, like, female artists, they're amazing, they're all about, like, making their team, like, full of women, it's just really tough because there are not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of vis- visibility for, like, female creatives mm. who are not writing right. or singing or performing songs, yeah. um, so, like, when it comes to stuff like creative direction, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, it's usually just me, unless you're, like, <laughs> a ca- casted model or whatever. Yeah. Um and I definitely want that to change. Um, oh, for sure. I, I, yeah, I really would love that for that to change because I know there's a lot of women out there who want that opportunity and would kill it, but mm-hmm. it's just terrifying or intimidating or they just don't have the connections. Mm. Um, and in, in tech, I feel like I've, I've only worked on projects that involve me people of color and like a good balance between like like a good balance between like white people and people of color yeah. so because yeah. It, it, like yeah exactly yeah. It, it really depends on who you know and who is in your network and usually if I do tech stuff my network is full of minorities so I'm yeah. always almost going to end up working with minorities um, usually a non-man so like women non-binary whatever it it really depends on who you're around, but for music definitely there there are so many dudes. <laughs> so
1: many dudes. <laughs> it's definitely a dude. Yeah. A yeah. Like, it's very industry. Dude. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. So I guess for, for any aspiring or any existing designer or creative director out there, what would you say to somebody like if how would you tell them to, you know, how do you set your threshold for bullshit? Like, where where do you Ooh, draw do the line? Where do you, you cut off? Where do yeah. you, how do you say no to projects? Like, even if it's a good opportunity, like, where do you, like, how do you navigate negotiating something yeah. when you know it's just bullshit? Like, how how can you help your your, your future and, and peers. current yeah. peers?
0: This is lovely, because this is something I've had to deal with, like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we know how it is. So... Um. First, before you get into especially any big projects, especially if it involves more than one person and it's like you want to understand like what are your do's and don'ts? Like what are your principles? Mm, yeah. And um, like for me, I, I've never actually like written them down because I like to have a conversation with a person and I'm super intuitive about like whether or not this is a good idea. Mm. Um, however, I, you know. Do you do you have like a base price? Do you do you prefer like logistically? Are you hourly per project? Right. Whatever, mm-hmm. figure that shit out. Put that aside. Um, and how much work are you willing to take on? How much communication are you going to allow for this person to bug you um, before you actually have an official check in? Do you have official check ins? Do you want to? Do you let this person? Um, you know talk to you like they've known you forever because you know some people are just yeah. super comfortable mm-hmm. sure. that they're willing to just kind of talk reckless even without thinking <laughs> you know what i mean like you've been friends you, since like you third want grade. to yeah and yo as like usually the only girl, and like always working with dudes, dudes who like, you know, you you write from your heart, you write how you feel, and then you work with a girl. It gets weird sometimes, you have to set those boundaries.
1: (laughs) Boundaries. You
0: have to set those boundaries, even if that means talking to them like a robot. Um, And, You know, it's hard to set those up front because sometimes it feels like it's just like one big intimidating phone call or email. Um, But there are so many other ways you can set your boundaries without Mm. having to just lay it out in an email and saying like, don't hit on me. (laughs) Don't say these things. You, You can do them just based on how you talk, based on what you respond to. If they're telling you like, like a paragraph full of text that's saying like, oh, maybe like I can give you give you a call tonight. We could discuss this, this and this and then we could send an email. You can completely ignore the call part or be like, I'm not available for a call, but I'd love to discuss this over email. Right. You have to, yeah, you have to like decide where where the line is. Otherwise, they will abuse that because they've said, oh, well, this person's there, I could call them and, you know, next thing you know, they're calling you at 3 a.m. every day for <laughs> revision. This happens to me.
1: Oh, my Don't, gosh.
0: Oh my god, it happened to me and I just didn't sleep for four days straight because this rapper would give me a call at 3 a.m. Oh, every day. Trash. And it was painful. And like during the afternoon, their manager would call and like yell at me because they didn't like something. I was I was new. Right. <laughs> I was new. <laughs> it was like, so sometimes you don't even realize what your boundaries are until you actually like let someone show you right you're like, like you know? okay you find out what
3: i'm alive yeah
0: yeah especially because like especially if at the like at the beginning of your career you want to be super nice and personable and you're kind of intimidated in general and you don't want to be like mean or come off rude right. you you can kind of learn by just letting them shove you around and eventually you're like i don't like this shit right and then iterate <laughs> so definitely boundaries is probably the biggest thing Um, Logistically, figure out your numbers. Talk to people if you are not sure. Um, Get feedback if you're not sure how much your stuff is worth. Because obviously, you want to price your work based on how much you believe it is worth. Mm. But also, what if, like, you know, you're doing, like, a pencil-drawn logo, and then you're scanning it, and you're charging someone, like... 500 bucks or like 1200 mm-hmm. like it really depends on the quality of the work yeah. but <laughs> like getting that as a text message is like oh they'll pencil draw your all your branding um for like 500 um up front and then the last deposit will be like another 500 i'll be like that's bullshit bro <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Damn,
2: that is bullshit that yeah
0: is- you really gotta figure out what your worth is but also like don't be afraid to get people you trust in the mix because it's especially if you start off um, your career doing art or even art design whatever anything creative there's always going to be that crippling anxiety mm-hmm. where it's just like you judging yourself yeah. but like you definitely need other people to tell you what they think because that's who you're going to give it to <laughs> it's not Very, for you yeah. it's for yeah. other people yeah
2: something that you said reminded me of this book that I saw uh, the title of it is just amazing. It's How to Be Successful Without Hurting Men's Feelings. <laughs> a non-threatening what? leadership strategies for women. <laughs> so, no. It's hilarious. It was written by a comedian, um, Sarah Cooper. Oh, I love it. It's hysterical. It's super funny. Every time I read it, I'm like, oh, I'm sad.
1: I'm <laughs> sad. <laughs> no, but I feel you, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and and obviously, you know, boundaries. Everything that you've mentioned is just so on point. Yeah. And it's a shame because, like, I have to, I think about it consciously because I'm just, you know, I'm cognizant of what goes on and just cognizant mm-hmm. of the friends that I have. And I have women yeah. friends. I have a bunch of different yeah. types of friends. So I'm like, okay, these are things I can be aware of. These are how I can set boundaries for myself make sure they're comfortable. But there are so many people who do not, there are so many men who do not know how to set boundaries or no, just, like, just operate with just That's common facts. decency. And it's like, it's not that hard. It's It really it's, isn't. It's just being a good person. Like, I, it's <laughs>
2: really what it, I, I don't I don't get it either, honestly. I, like, sometimes when yeah. we when talk about this, I, I just feel like I'm like, but I just don't get it. Like, how are people <laughs> really that?
1: Ignorant. Uh, like, I, like, I don't really know. It blows but, my mind. Honestly, though, but I mean, it, it comes from, it, it just comes from lack of exposure to something. or, or But also lack of being checked. And, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people, a lot of women, I, I, I'm not, it's not that it's good or anything, but a lot of women kind of like let things go, which is like, mm-hmm. and, and it's saddening that people have to just kind of let things go or just like roll up their shoulders. But I wish more women would be like, yo, like, no, <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. not it. Like. I like the more account, and obviously the more we can be accountable as men to our peers and just the people that we're around. So we try our best to actually like check people as well. But like, I really, really wish there was more space for women to do the same and to like check men and not be, you know, demonized for that. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy that we're at at this kind of space where you know we're we're more inclusive, but now we're like okay, but like chill. It's like no, they they're expressing everything that is genuinely going on. It like only makes sense, though, because, I mean, I feel like this is, like, the first
2: time that we've been open enough to really discuss true. the topic, Yeah, you know? So, we're just at the beginning. Yep. I mean, this is really just the start. And, yeah, it's been going on for, like, a few years, you know, like, just just opening up the topic. Hmm. I mean, obviously, this... <laughs> the rest has been going yeah. on for all of eternity. Oh. <laughs> for real. But.
0: I, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, there's social media, yeah. and then there's, like, a lot of people who are fed up mm-hmm. um, and then the amplification yeah.
3: mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah. So,
0: like, because now everyone has, like, a f- like free platforms they yeah. can use mm. that connects people from all paths of life, yeah. different tax brackets, whatever, it's easier to... You have a better chance of amplifying a cause mm. um, or your message. And I think that's why now people are actually kind of taking more accountability, you kind of see that slowly happening. Slowly. Just in the world. Yeah. Like more people are like, you know, obviously we all know that hashtag Me Too movement. Yep. Yeah. Um, Black Lives Matter. Like before people would just let that stuff slide. And I really think like what you said about like women letting things slide a lot more i i agree because i believe a lot of that has to do with like just conditioning Mm -hmm. over forever because we used to just be property of a dude before and if we disagreed or said anything otherwise we would get in trouble (laughs) right Right, and you know same thing for like men like the conditioning over time and just looking back at history like like men were like owners of things. They were the only ones who could do certain things. They were the ones who could take stuff away from women because yeah. even if a woman started it, apparently they're not capable enough. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's kind of carried on into like now. Yeah. <laughs> like the discourse of now. And it's, yeah. It always so, really
2: hurts me when like movements like that get overtaken uh, and turned into something that that they didn't initially begin to be like, right, and, the to, and the message like ends up being distorted. Yeah, and it gets diluted. Oh yeah, and then it just becomes like a farce of what it once was. Like case in point, all lives matter. Yeah, it's like, all it's, lives matter. It's like what the fuck? That's no. not what it was about. <laughs> that's not like, what that was about. Y'all missed Ooh. the point entirely.
0: That's a, that's a tough one. Oh my god, I hate hearing yeah, that. Yeah,
2: and like even the the Me Too movement. Like I've heard from certain women in my life that like. Because it got overtaken and it got way blown out of proportion there was a there was a, a few months where it was just like barrages of like people just like making a lot of accusations you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and mm-hmm. some of them were really really sound and like yeah, 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 that's true, you know like let's check back in the history and then some of them were just like people trying to tear other people down and when that yep. started when that started happening i w- I was realizing how difficult it was becoming for people. Uh, like actual real victims right, who have legitimate, who have legitimate <laughs> th- to like then yes. be heard. And I was like, oh shit, like it's it started off as this great thing, but then it was just I don't know, because of social media, or I, I, I really have yeah. no idea how it course Discourse
0: happened. really changes, like, ev- like it distorts stuff like that, yeah. especially, I feel like Twitter discourse is probably, like, one of the worst yeah. you could experience. True. Like, you never want to be the main character on Twitter. <laughs> <And Or>
3: you're <laughs> not.
0: Every day there is a new one, and, like, you don't want to be that person. very true. I yeah, agree. and... Oftentimes when stuff like stuff like that, that is intended to have a lot of meaning Mm -hmm. and impact Mm -hmm. on a group of people, it gets taken out of context. And especially things like with with me, too, because it's I don't know if this is the right word, but I guess it's oversaturated the idea or like the act of sexual assault. There are people who are actually like bringing up instances that actually watered down. Yeah, like. Rape cases right, or actual sure. sexual assault <laughs> cases. Sure. So it's like, okay, how, like, where does the where's where do where the, the line here? Yeah. Exactly. So it's just like, oh, this, it's kind of backtracking because now that the, the purpose of this movement and the type of people it was supposed to empower. Yeah.
2: It's taking away no the power. Are
1: no longer empowered yeah. now. Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah. it's it's kind of like a case of, it's not, uh, you know, somebody crying wolf. It's not that the things didn't happen. It, it's that they're, it's almost like a squeaky it's, wheel kind of gets the wheel kind of thing, but it's yeah. not. It's like, I, I guess the best way I can put it is like when somebody who has been misgendered, for example, um, mm-hmm. is incredibly vocal about it, it but like to the point where they're like literally harassing others yeah for being oh misgendered. <laughs> it's like okay we feel you but like you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. i think personally just in my own personal opinion when i hear that somebody's been misgendered i'm like damn that sucks like okay obviously they made a mistake yeah but then a lot of uh, what i'm seeing is where people are taking it too far and they're like no uh Disclaimer, I am not saying that violence against transgenders is not happening. It's occurring. It is actively happening. Yeah. But when people mm-hmm. are accusing somebody who like genuinely makes a mistake of saying like he or she or something like that yeah. of enacting or inciting violence against somebody who's transgender, for that, I'm like, that's that's too far. Like that's, you're not yeah. gonna gain an ally by instantly accusing somebody, like yeah. go on hundred. When you could literally just be like, hey, no, like, this is yeah. where it is. Instead of, like, just don't go zero yeah. to 100. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people who are in go zero to 100 real quick. Yeah. Like, that's not, oh, yeah. it. <laughs> it's not the same. I solution.
0: think that's, like, super, like, hashtag SJW Twitter, yeah. where, you know, the first reaction, well, first of all, they react first instead right. of yeah.
2: responding. Understanding.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's like, the idea is to like if you if you don't understand something or if you misgender someone and you don't realize it, um, or like you know if you just don't have the range and you catch someone doing it, like do your duty and be like, hey, I don't know if you know, yeah, but they go they go by they them, right? So please do not call them as she. Just letting you know this is who they are. And if the other person who had misgendered someone. Completely disagrees and starts to do a whole thing about it. Then you can you can kind of go off. You go yeah. at
1: that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it's just yeah.
1: Because
0: misgendering sense. is so violent. Exactly, it's really violent to misgender somebody. Um, and usually, when you do misgender somebody, and like you're gonna like start attracting other people who love to misgender because they don't agree right, with the and idea. And people, yeah. In
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then
1: someone dies. And that's so. bad. That is very bad. <laughs> True.
0: Yeah,
1: we don't want that anymore. And wait, so, so I I get why there would be such emotion behind it and, and such uh, fervor behind it and such like intention and why people go zero to hundred in that in that case because it does mm. happen. Mm. Yes, I agree with that. I just I I worry that the message gets ignored or it gets it gets overruled. Because it's like when we look at terrorism and we say you know like when when we identify like the majority by the few when we right. say like a few people did this one thing so and now, now all they're all be- people be- like, are like like that, if yeah if, if, yes. if we all that's a problem like, yeah. no <laughs> we, it's true it's you true. know i i, I just I- I extremism read, is a yeah. thing i just don't want mm-hmm. people to get out of control with yeah. extreme response because the more, it's not like it's the onus is on both parties obviously to not be extreme. Yeah. You know as much as I can say, you know, don't be extreme in, in trying to correct somebody. You can also not be extreme in trying to, you know, misgender somebody intentionally. Yeah. Like For I sure. get that. For sure. It's just, I I feel like it's just it's scary sometimes, you It know? is.
2: There was an article that I read one time that was like uh, somebody was just getting tired of being misgendered all the time mm-hmm. and then but the article, the way that it was stanced, it was like, you know, it's not my responsibility to educate you on myself. Uh, and I was just like, but, buddy, but it, but how else would I know? Like, how you know, what? like I, honestly, like really, how else would I know? Because I, I just yeah. by looking at you, I would not know. That's so true. You
0: know? I read something somewhere where it was like, um, like it was a Black person who was experiencing racism from their white peers. And then they they felt like it was their responsibility to educate them mm-hmm. on not being racist. And then someone else was like, why would you educate your white peers on how to not be an asshole? And I was like, because <laughs> it, it's like, it kind of, it's interesting because it's like, there's that, there's that narrative. And there's also the narrative of like, oh, if you want to understand why I identify as this, person, mm-hmm, right. we have to have a conversation because yeah. obviously you just, you can't really see it. I think there are a couple different things you can distinguish where it's like, you know, if a white person is being racist, it's it's a color, it's a color thing. Yeah, right. It's how they yeah. <laughs> see you. How someone sees you. If you, like, are white, you can't just be like, oh, you know, like, you're super white passing <laughs> your skin is, like, pale yeah. and porcelain. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure someone, I've, I'm sure there are people like that who exist, especially because, like, how you're born, skin, skin conditions, right, or right. whatever—it's it, hard to just be like you're white, but inside you are black. I think
3: yeah,
1: that's, right?
0: that's what Rachel Dozal was trying to do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With, with the transracial <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah, and then she like changed her name or something, but then yeah. she couldn't answer honestly if her dad was like African American right. in an interview. So it's there's that, and then there's like the idea of. Gender identity—that's just like that's not really tangible. Right. Your sex is tangible. Right. Gender identity is just like your yeah. It who
1: you are. Yeah your, <laughs> yeah, your
0: yeah, your interpretation. So like when you know, if you see somebody with like long black hair and they have like beautiful makeup on and they're wearing like tight-fitting clothes, and you assume that they are immediately like they go by she or her. But they tell you like, no, I'm they them. That's perfectly valid. Yeah, right. for sure. people, So yeah, sometimes people don't feel like they fit in the female or girl or boy bucket. It's because they're it's a, it's fluid yeah. at the end of the day. Gender is fluid. Mm. Your visibility as a person fluid. usually it's is true. not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like I'm brown, <laughs> you're black. It's obvious it's evident (laughs) and i will never look like a white person and i will never be a white person so like those those things you can't change and then you start to see it's it's funny because now i'm starting to see things um in the media i think a couple months ago there was like an article about the six-year-old guy who was fighting for a law to be able to legally change your age Hmm. because he felt like there was discrimination after you hit a certain age like you couldn't get you couldn't get like quote unquote quality tinder days oh, he couldn't i'm like ooh, uh, he, couldn't, he, he, uh, he was getting rejected for certain jobs um some people didn't take him as seriously because he's like 60 mm. and you know there are so many issues with just that statement yeah. like legally changing your age there are so many safety concerns <laughs> obviously he lost the case because
2: yeah for him you it are, because it was you just, are i mean he's yeah
0: yeah, because he made the argument that like if people can change their gender, I should be able to change my age. But that's I'm like, dude, not the same work. thing.
2: It's, not, it's different than sex. Like you uh, can't change yeah. your sex. You, don't, well, you do you yeah. do if we, you can. If you do change I mean, you your can, sex, but, but that's that's a different thing. But that's a different thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> not gender. so different. Yeah, but that's not and, a like, gender. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, and like changing your age when you're a sixty-year-old person and you're trying to attract like a younger age and they don't consent it's just weird it's, it's weird, weird. Yeah, it's it's weird.
1: Hilarious. but like first and foremost like when you get to 90 like good luck telling your heart that cause like yeah, cause, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you feel but right? I'm actually 27 so I'm like I'm 27 I, I don't understand <laughs> I just imagine this man going to the doctor sir how old are you Aww. I'm 27 years old sir <laughs>
0: but that's subjective <laughs>
2: benjamin is that your name
1: definitely is there (laughs) but yeah it's it's a huge conversation there's a lot that goes into it but i feel like the more we just allow ourselves to have conversations Mm -hmm. about it and not kind of you know again go to those extreme points i should have to explain okay sure but like if you want to make headway and try explain a little one thing just literally like say a Mm -hmm. thing you know like Baby steps. Actually,
2: our friend uh, Brittany, um, who lives in Philly, <laughs> No, Brittany. Um, she actually runs this podcast called Modern Impasta, and Ooh. it's you would, you would actually really love it because this is the main topic. And she only mm. has like women of color as her guests. It's actually incredible. She's just getting people from like all different types of industries, mm. creative industries, um, mainly in the Philly area. But yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to be like, hey, you shout it out. Send me that.
0: I love that. Wow. 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 Look at us connecting (laughs) (laughs) You, I know. yeah,
1: With the brand.
0: The world is getting smaller, (laughs) I swear.
1: So, I mean, we're pretty much out of topics at this point. But is there anything else you wanted to say or you wanted to talk about before we kind of Mm -hmm. let the, the podcast and you know <laughs> sad.
0: Oh my god, do I have anything else I wanna say? You know, um, you, have the, you
1: have your soapbox. See this is the platform, it's your chance.
0: Um Trans lives or trans rights are human rights.
3: What else do I have
0: to say? Um hire more people of color if you want to have a diversity and inclusion initiative. If it's not affecting people of color or underrepresented minorities in your company, then it's not working and accept that. Yeah. And pay your artists and pay your designers and pay pay the people you hire. Because, you you know, pay the people you I saw a thing on Twitter, side note. (laughs) People might know what I'm talking about because this artist is like semi-high profile, but like maybe not. I'm sure, I think, so recently this producer mm. put out a tweet talking about how it's like ridiculous that like Ooh. graphic designers Oh! Um, we, know <laughs> we, we, know, we know exactly what you're talking God. about! Y'all, did y'all see me go off? I, like, I was like...
2: I wish I saw I you go off. Like, what did you say? I'm about to go back and read oh those tweets.
0: what it's... I saw my girlfriends on the TL who are also designers, just like retweeting. I'm like, what the hell is this shit about? There's no way he could be saying this. Yeah. Like, I really admire him. Right. Yeah. And I think he's a, he's amazing. Ooh. So it was a tweet talking about how like, oh my god, it's crazy that designers charge for revisions. Right, and, yes. And then there was like a whole conversation about how like they shouldn't do that, and that's like not like a great way to conduct business. And then it's like, okay, first of all, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Changes happen. There has not been one job that I've ever taken where someone was just like, "Oh, this is perfect yeah. on the dot." True. Unless it's like throw my name on this in this text, that's it. Shipping, it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like it was like a fifty dollar gig. Um, however, there there was a discussion in the thread about how you know designers should allocate like a revision budget before starting the project, which is already stupid because you don't know how right. often you want to change something yeah. before it even finishes. Like, what? What do you know when you don't like something before you even do it? Yeah. So how do you allocate a budget? And that also corners the person you hire because it's like, oh, in our agreement, you set an extra $200 aside to make revisions. Um, so we're only going to or- give... <laughs> yeah, it just, it's it screws you over. And then as it screws you over as a person doing the job and they also mentioned how like when you charge for revisions throughout the process of this deliverable it ruins um the creative flow that was my favorite (laughs) because i was like I was like, okay, I don't know if you can actually quantify or measure creative flow, and how do you budget hours for someone's creative flow? Like, hello, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to charge you $25 an hour for every hour we engage in flowing creatively. How is that a, ca- how is <laughs> that not,
1: a yeah. Also, you, you can name drop the, the producer. We've already yeah. named dropped him, like, twice. We talked that. about it a few oh, times Mr. Yeah, Oh, Mr.
0: Carmack? You're like, I, nah, I, what? Dog, like, imagine, like, he, so many people look up to him and I love him right? he's one no, of my favorite amazing. producers he's incredible I love Carmack it's just dog that was, like, not, that was it. not it that was not <laughs> it his and, and then he like down the thread you can see where he's just like so the, the, the in, initial tweet was just like blah 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 to all you designers yeah. it was just like calling everyone out because he didn't like a thing that they did yeah. and then as you go down in the conversation it's just him being like this is just a conversation like y'all don't have to take it so seriously to all you like yeah. haters who can't interpret this i'm like sir <laughs> you grouped all of us into <laughs> one bucket and you're basically telling creatives yeah. to not you know to to discourage um knowing what they're worth why, why would you charge for something you don't even know was gonna happen beforehand that's dumb and like you know i i had mentioned in a tweet where like well i want you to show me any working musician or artist or producer who's ever like done tweaks for you for free or mastered and mixed something for free and then I saw oh my god this is so much tea but somebody was like (laughs) somebody was like name one and I was like I am not gonna name nobody I I have people on my TL who will step in for me and then and someone did it was it was King Benjamin he's like a lot of people do and I was like I don't have to fight this battle anymore. (laughs) I was like, do not get me. I I was like, not going to involve anyone because I'm like, this is just like my perspective right, yeah. I don't want to add any names so then I'm so happy like Benji stepped in to be like a lot of people and I so was like okay yeah this person we could yes. we could trust him because he is actually a professional in the industry there you go. <laughs> but yeah it got me thinking a lot that even somebody with like that scale and that reach and that amount of money yeah. to their name they still trip over things like oh $50 per something like $50 per and right. I think yeah. that was the context of the tweet. however like Sir, how much do you charge to do like a beat? I don't know how it works. I'm sure right. it's similar. Yeah. It's, it's no industry is more special than the other in yeah. terms of how you True. get paid. Yeah. Like we got to eat.
2: A gotta hundred, percent, eat. Real. A hundred <laughs> yes. percent. A hundred percent. Especially, I, I in, this <laughs> Especially <laughs> in
0: this economy.
2: Especially in this <laughs> economy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So cool. pay your artists.
1: Yeah. <laughs> pay your artists. So listen up. Yeah. Thank oh, you, so Andrew, for the for the sound advice. Thank device, you. For the <laughs> that stage. was amazing. It was it was a great yeah. session. It was wow. Great,
0: oh, that was so much fun.
1: <laughs> a lot of knowledge. So, where can we find you, Miss yes. Thang? Where, where, where can we? Uh,
0: okay, so on Instagram and on Twitter, you could find me at Angela Estelle. A N G E L A E S T E L L E.
3: Nice. Straight
0: up. That's it. So, on Twitter, I'm so sorry in advance if I, I like to talk my shit and then delete it. <laughs> I, I'm going to admit it before anyone else calls me out on it. I, I'm a little reckless on Twitter. But that's not what we're talking about right now.
2: <laughs> it disappears in the day. It's you totally know? fine. Yeah. It's all
1: good. So be yep. forewarned. You've been yeah, forewarned. You've been
2: forewarned. <laughs> it's
1: all good. So you can find her Twitter, Instagram. Angela Stel that's a beautiful that's a beautiful uh, handle there yeah Appreciate Thank you. you. Appreciate you for coming. <laughs> Thank for you. Thanks. Thing, yeah,
2: thanks. This was a very enlightening conversation. It was A hour. great really conversation. This is it, so yeah.
0: it was so fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. We,
1: didn't, we didn't even have the music, but damn, wow. it was still lit. You so don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like the hour
2: worth of tech difficulties was worth it. It was. It was, was all worth, worth it. it. Oh yeah. I yeah.
0: no, I. This is. This is fine, right? Everything is good. Yeah. Like it's gonna work. <laughs> okay. I have like a big recording, and I can't wait to send it to you guys. I have a lot of extra. Looper content so we're actually we're, we're about to wrap up here. in a second
1: keep it recording if you can um or just make a new one if you already stopped it um but okay. uh yeah so this was this episode but yes. uh what's our next episode but wait we didn't even we didn't even talk about our handle. we'll get there, no, we'll no, get no, no, there. No, no 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 this is the end
2: all right we this do is, that at the very end i i need fine. some time to think about
1: let's continue the conversation on twitter and instagram Follow us uh, at Thousand Story underscore. This, yeah. you know Thousand Story, right? And then an underscore, like an actual underscore, not the word underscore. Just Thousand Story underscore, and talk about it. Let's talk about the industry. Let's talk about transgenderism. Let's talk about everything. Let's let's actually start the dialogue, and and make some headway. Not that we aren't already, but. Let's continue it, um, and you know, share your stories about the tech industry. Share your stories about or ask your questions. True, you know, if you want to know anything else? Let us know. Let Angela know. Let me and hit Louisa us up. Hit us up individually. Me uh, at Mr. Najiboy Boy, both on Twitter and Instagram. So that's M R N A J I B O I.
2: And for myself, it's at El Pantillo. That's E L P O N T I L L O. Yeah, and yes. you
1: can hear the podcast at well, not at but <laughs> at our <laughs> website, uh, thousandstory.co slash podcast. And you can literally hear it on any platform imaginable yes. at this point YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts. I think it's on iTunes, it might be. Um, like Google Podcasts, Stitcher, <laughs> TuneIn, it's on everything. Leave us a review. Leave us some love, leave some comments, some likes, some share, whatever the case may be. Let us know how we're doing. If you dislike it, dislike that shit. Let us know so we can improve, (laughs) that kind of thing. And of course... Shit. Louis. (laughs) (laughs) With the outro.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's our next episode? All right, so next episode, we're going to be focusing... I know it's a little way off, all right, but just hear me out. We're going to be talking about Halloween costumes. For sure. All right? (laughs) And how you can successfully pull off Adora the Explorer and backpack Halloween costume exploradora significant other.
1: I'm not going to lie, dude. I've always wanted to be Dora the Explorer. I wanted to be MAP. MAP was lit. MAP was lit. No, map, MAP was, lit. was, map lit. was map lit. lit. I love
0: MAP. MAP had
1: all the juice MAP knew <laughs> yeah. where everything was MAP Yo, was the plug mm-hmm. MAP was the OG yep. plug MAP was dope
2: I don't know but Backpack had everything dude yeah but he, he was did... just like she was like I need a telescope he's like I got you girl <laughs> yeah but think about it and then it, the, the song came That's like Backpack yeah. Backpack, backpack did like, like, oh song. Shit, Backpack has it I
1: will <laughs> give you that 100% Backpack had the box <laughs> she of goes the century. oh
2: shit I could just imagine you as like a little girl. A little Dora. (laughs) You in your backpack, like, oh shit, I didn't think he had a telescope. (laughs) But he does. does. (laughs) Think about it though. Matt
1: was always there for you. He was your DD, he was designated. Destination, yeah, it was your cool yeah, <laughs> destination. Maker. but
0: designated destination, you know what I'm saying?
1: I I like, that. he was holding it down. I want to, that's be amazing. Mad. That's and you know, yeah, Fox, swiper. We, we need a
2: whole thing. Dora the Explorer cast. For I really <laughs> do. I,
1: I'm calling
2: Dora, I'm calling Dora. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's gonna be Dora. Dora. <laughs> Explore. Can, can you me. tell
0: her to call me too? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, you get to pick. You could you could be whatever you want. You, oh, who's calling Diego? We, we Diego. Uh, oh shit!
0: I actually love Diego because he was like, I I didn't expect Diego to be in the mix. I just saw like a different episode one day, and he's like, "Who's this dude with the short hair? <laughs> That's her cousin. That's her cousin oh, though." Shit, Diego. And he's like, he's like. He's exploring, like, his own thing. Yeah. Like, he's coming from his own direction. I want to be
2: Diego. Yo, who
1: started uh, uh, Bate, Bate, Chocolate? Was that Diego or is that D- Dora? Or was oh. that her grandma?
2: I think that was her grandma. I think that was grandma. <laughs> <laughs> her grandma. Yo. I don't
1: remember that. It <laughs> was, was like chocolate.
3: It was chocolate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was. so <laughs> great.
1: Oh, man. It was, oh, was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Anyway. So, yeah. Next episode. Come Stay on, tuned. <laughs> For the next let
2: Come on. Let's Come get,
0: on, get to <laughs> it. I know. I know we, we can do it. Can do it. <laughs> Where are we going?
1: Where are we? going? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. My we job. Yeah, Thank you. Yes, that you. That's where I come where are are We Can't finish the
0: song without Matt
1: <laughs> So oh, stay man. tuned for that on the Thousand Story Podcast. Again, it's been a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you, Angela, for coming through. Amazing. Thank you, yes. you. And we will see me. everybody next episode. Yes. I'm your host, Naji, and Luis. What? Yeah, you're the other host. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the other host. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just Louis. <laughs> Yo,
2: I just thought like <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I know we're trying to leave, but like honestly, I just saw me like you're like Coral and I'm like I'm the back of your head <laughs> inside of a turban. <laughs> just, what is wrong with my mind? That's okay. <laughs> anyway. <Thank laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see you see
3: next ya. time.